The Florida Keys are spectacular with sparkling waters, soft sand, and warm sun. But as far as tourism is concerned, throughout history there was one little problem, in that they were quite hard to reach. But thankfully, the Seven Mile Bridge, a part of a 110 mile long ocean highway that connects the remote Keys to the mainland, changed everything. Today we discover the history of the Seven Mile Bridge, its engineering and impact on Florida. I'm your host Ryan Sokash and you're watching It's History. Humans have enjoyed the beauty and bounty of the Florida Keys for thousands of years. Starting with Native Americans who hunted and harvested abundant marine resources long before Europeans arrived. When explorer Juan Panza de Leon chartered the Keys Islands in 1513, he called them the Martyrs because he thought the islands resembled men in distress. The more popular name, simply the Keys, is derived from the Spanish word Cayo, meaning small island. However, the first permanent settlers arrived in about 1822 and engaged in fishing and salvaging shipwrecks. Population growth and economic development in the archipelago had fluctuated over time, reaching one of the highest peaks in the 1890s. This archipelago is made up of a group of about 1,700 islands, beginning at the southeastern tip of the Florida Peninsula, about 15 miles south of Miami. They extend in an arc southwest by south and then westward to Key West, which is the westernmost of the inhabited islands. This island chain stretches for a distance of 220 miles and lie along the Florida Straits, dividing the Atlantic Ocean to the east from the Gulf of Mexico to the west. The total area of the Florida Keys is about 137 square miles, with a population of about 79,000 back in the 2000 census. Generally speaking, this is a very mysterious place, as it's founded on the remains of an ancient coral reef, all accessible by what was at one point the longest continuous concrete bridge in the world. Today, the Seven Mile Bridge is the longest of many bridges that connect the Florida Keys. But who is the mastermind behind this bridge and where did it all begin? Currently, there are two bridges within the initial location, but they serve different purposes. While the modern bridge is open to be used mainly by vehicles, the older bridge is primarily used by pedestrians and cyclists. Let's begin with the old Seven Mile Bridge, which was the vision of Henry Morrison Flagler, an industrialist who owned the Florida East Coast Railway. Flagler was born in 1830 in New York and was educated only to the eighth grade. In 1862, Flagler and his brother-in-law, Barney Hamlin York, founded the Flagler and York Salt Company, which was a Michigan salt mining and production business. He found that salt mining required more technological knowledge than he had and struggled in the industry during the Civil War. The company collapsed when the war undercut commercial demand for salt, with Flagler losing his initial $50,000 investment and an additional $50,000 he had borrowed from his father-in-law. Flagler believed he had learned a valuable lesson and vowed to only invest in new businesses after thorough investigation. Later, he established the Standard Oil Company with John D. Rockefeller in 1870 and became a wealthy, well-respected 
businessman. In 1885, he purchased a short line railroad between Jacksonville and St. Augustine and began extending the rails southwards towards Miami. However, Flagler's vision of his railroad project went beyond Miami. You see, he wanted an overseas railroad, making his trains serve the island of Key West, a booming city of more than 10,000 people. Unfortunately for him, between Miami and Key West were 100 miles of ocean. At the time of its construction, many observers and even engineers thought this would be an impossible feat, but in 1905, construction began. Flagler spent $30 million on building costs, with materials being imported from across the globe. Steamships brought fabricated steel from Pennsylvania, then they used cement from Germany and Belgium. Products came from New York, Georgia, and Chicago, and barges carried fresh water from Miami to the construction site. By 1908, the first segment from Homestead to Marathon was completed, and Marathon became a boomtown filled with music and nightlife. Even Cuban pineapples and limes were brought by ship there, where they were loaded onto railway cars and sent north. As construction continued, railway workers used pigeon keys as a base for further railway construction, and the seven-mile water gap between Marathon and Bahia Honda took some engineering powers to overcome. In 1909 and 1910, devastating hurricanes severely hampered the completion of the project. Thankfully, the Seven Mile Bridge was divided into four parts to speed up construction. The first three, Knight's Key Bridge, Pigeon Key Bridge, and Moser Channel Bridge consisted of steel girder spans laid on concrete foundation pillars. The piers were secured to the bedrock, which in some cases was 28 feet below the waterline, with a swinging span inserted to pass boats between the Atlantic and the Gulf. The fourth section of the bridge was called the Passet Channel Viaduct and it consisted of 253-foot concrete arches. For 11 years, crews worked on what some considered the impossible. And finally, the first train crossed the bridge on January the 28th, 1916. The Seven Mile Bridge is 6.7 miles long and 38 feet wide with a clearance of 65 feet. The completed project was an absolute marvel but unfortunately, as nature would have it, even the greatest marvels are susceptible to hurricanes. The railway stayed open for 23 years, and on Labor Day in 1935, tragedy struck in the form of one of the most powerful hurricanes to ever hit the United States. More than 400 people, along with the Flagler Railway, was lost leaving mere remnants behind. After this destruction, the government was forced to reconstruct the bridge for enhanced purposes, with a wider span that would allow vehicles to pass the bridge. Curiously, in the rebuilding of this bridge, construction authorities used the dismantled tracks to make the guardrails for the new bridge. It was also rebuilt such that it allowed for the free passage of ships. Therefore, it was perceived to be a groundbreaking engineering feat as it was constructed under the continuous challenge of water. 
ultimately, in 1938, the United States government replaced the railway with a new road called the Overseas Highway. The bridge was narrow and according to some made for some terrifying driving, but it created the first passage for motorists across the ocean to the Florida Keys. And as history does repeat itself, this roadway would also be faced by the wrath of nature. In 1960, Hurricane Donna caused immense damage, which underscored the need to construct yet again a new bridge. The construction of the new bridge started in 1978, but faced significant challenges as it stretched for longer miles with no substantial support base or place to anchor. This meant that the traditional bridges, such as those based on arches or suspension, would not suffice to the circumstances. The old Seven Mile Bridge, or the original Night Key Bridge to Pigeon Key, is listed on the National Register of Historic Places, home to the only authentic museum documenting the construction of the Overseas Railroad. Between 1908 and 1912, as many as 400 workmen lived on the five-acre Pigeon Key, and this heritage is remarkably preserved as a unique destination treat. Located between the old Seven Mile Bridge and east of Moser Channel, which is the deepest section of the seven-mile water span traversed by the present-day famous seven-mile bridge. The Pigeon Key Historic Foundation maintains the remaining buildings and offers tours and educational stays. Pigeon Key provides a serene and historical tourist site to have leisure while also enjoying a view of the impressive new bridge. It is imperative that the resolute standing of the two bridges continues to demonstrate the resilience of the construction workers involved in building them to showcase and connect the Florida Keys. The Seven Mile Bridge is also listed on the National Register of Historic Places for its significance. It has enhanced connectivity while at the same time underscoring the importance of the Keys as a tourist destination. The central part of the original bridge is still in existence even though the swinging span that facilitated the smooth passage of boats has since been demolished. This was carried out after Hurricane Donna's destruction in the year of 1960. The old bridge is used by pedestrians and cyclists for sightseeing and leisure. People also fish off of the bridge and take advantage of the absence of vehicles throughout the old segment. Despite this, the old bridge has continued to tear apart because of the salt water and storms that erode it faster than the state of Florida can repair it. This is why the old bridge was closed between 2016 and 2017, allowing for renovation of parts damaged by water, storms, and corrosion. Ultimately, the state government also established parking lots and walkways accessible to disabled people and picnic areas. In fact, every year, one Saturday is selected in April to host the Seven Mile Bridge Run, commemorating the reconstruction of the bridge that forms an essential history of the development of transportation, not only in the Keys, but across the country as a whole. The foot race has also been completed to offer a convenient passage for people who wish to walk over the entire bridge. Bridge. 
As mentioned a moment ago, the restoration process continues at the old Seven Mile Bridge. Old railroad tracks were recycled and painted white to be used as guardrails. The section to Pigeon Key, 2.2 miles, was closed in 2008 to motorize traffic when unsupported areas began to sag and are now only used as a fishing pier and for pedestrians. The modern bridge was constructed between 1978 and opened for vehicle traffic in 1982. In 2014, the Florida Department of Transportation approved a $77 million plan to restore the old bridge with extensive repairs estimated to be completed in the early 2020s. That's it for today's episode. Hit that subscribe button and smash the bell so you don't miss our new videos every Thursday and Saturday. Consider becoming a member of our History Council by clicking that join button. And until next time, this is Ryan Sokash signing off.